a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. As we round out the program and as we march our way towards Thanksgiving, I'm one of those who thinks Thanksgiving should not be confined to a single day. There's so much that we should be focused on. And so we're going to do a couple of things uh, as we round out the program today. We'll pick up the conversation tomorrow and we're going to go to some historic comments that I think apply to us maybe even more so today than when they were first uttered. And I want to start, and we'll hit this both today and tomorrow. In 1902, William George Jordan wrote that ingratitude, the most popular sin of humanity, is forgetfulness of the heart. The individual who possesses it finds it the shortest cut to all the other vices. So think of that. Ingratitude is the most popular sin of humanity. It's forgetfulness of the heart. And the individual who possesses it really quickly understands it's the shortcut to all the other vices. So as we plow through this Thanksgiving week, uh, we should watch the ingratitude scale, that forgetfulness of the heart. Uh, And it's really interesting to me, if you look at it historically, societies that lose their ability to feel and act with gratitude even during really difficult days, are in danger of losing a a great deal more. And so I want to go through some of those components in terms of gratitude. As I said, we'll do it today and tomorrow on the show. Uh, Tomorrow we'll have just one hour uh, of programming from uh, 1 to 2 p.m. with Inside Sources, and then on to BYU Basketball from there. But as we look at gratitude today, I think we are uh, losing that sense of awe and wonder. I think we're losing that uh, capacity to feel gratitude uh, for all the things that we have and really see all of our interconnectedness, uh, which is also part of ingratitude. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 
And it's so interesting to me that when you look at George Washington's farewell address to the nation, so much of it is filled with lessons on gratitude. And so I want to share a couple of those with you today. Uh, Washington said that, uh, quote, my feelings do not permit me to suspend the deep acknowledgement of the debt of gratitude, which I owe to my beloved country for the many honors it has conferred upon me still more for the steadfast confidence with which it has supported me. And you think of all the things that George Washington did for our nation uh, and his debt of gratitude for the country, not just for the honors he received and the successes that he had, but just that steadfast confidence, that support that the country provided to him. Washington went on to say that the free constitution, which is the work of your hands, may be sacredly maintained. I love that phrase. So again, here's one of the founders saying this constitution that we have is the work of not of my hands, not of the hands of the few, but of your hands. And that it's up to all of us to sacredly maintain that. Washington continued that in its administration, in every department, uh, that it be stamped with wisdom and virtue, that in find the happiness of the people of these states under the auspices of liberty may be made complete by so careful a preservation and so prudent a use of this blessing as will require to them the glory of recommending it to the applause, the affection, and adoption of every nation, which is yet a stranger to it. Uh, That's as good as it gets when it comes to describing the power, the wisdom, the virtue of the Constitution, uh, that not only is it what makes possible the happiness of the people who live here, but as we preserve it, Uh, that it will be something that will bless uh, all the nations of the earth. And I love that uh, that Washington went down that path. Uh, One more piece from Washington. He said, uh, talking about the unity that the Constitution requires of the people, he said, it's a main pillar in the edifice of your real independence, the support of your tranquility at home, your peace abroad, for your safety, your prosperity, of that very liberty which you so highly prize, but as it is easy to foresee that for different causes and from different quarters much pains will be taken, many artifices employed to weaken in your mind the conviction of this truth. And then Washington concluded, saying, Citizens by birth or by choice of a common country That country has a right to concentrate your affections, your gratitude. The name of American which belongs to you in your national capacity must always exalt the just pride of patriotism more than anything else. Uh, We have in common cause fought and triumphed together. The independence and liberty you possess are the work of joint councils and joint efforts of common dangers, sufferings, and successes. And I I love how Washington strung all of that together, that it's in common cause, uh, the work of joint councils. To me, that's that great spirit of compromise and coming together, of setting aside some of those differences. We can have great debates. We can have great uh, battles of ideas in this country. 
But we have to recognize that it's in joint councils. It's in that common good that we can deal with the dangers, the suffering, and the successes. And remember, sometimes success is the hardest thing for us to deal with. Uh, Failures we we bounce back pretty well from in this country, Uh, but sometimes our successes don't always bring out the better angels of our nature. And and so I love that that George Washington and his farewell address to the nation focused on that component of gratitude and what does unite us as a nation. And if we lose that, uh, we lose so much more. Uh, there is a, a healing power, I think, in gratitude that's, that's not found in, in other places. Uh, gratitude emanates from this sense of humility. It emerges from a, a kind of, of reverence and awe and wonder uh, for all that's around us. Uh, and I firmly believe that gratitude can heal hearts, it can restore broken homes, it can renew crumbling communities. Uh, but we have to be willing to, to lean into all of that. Uh, and make that a, a part of who we are and a part of what we do every day, not just in Thanksgiving week, uh, but every week. Now, I want to come full circle and go back to William George Jordan. And I want you to remember, he wrote this uh, 120 years ago. 120 years ago, as he talked about what gratitude can do that it is uh, gratitude that can drive out greed. It's gratitude that drives out selfishness and entitlement. Uh, It's gratitude that uh, we can express by action uh, and by common cause, as Washington pointed out. But William George Jordan said it this way 120 years ago. He said, Let us conceive of gratitude in its largest, most beautiful sense that if we receive any kindness, we are debtors, not merely to one person, but to the whole world. Let us realize that it is in kindness to all that we can begin to repay the debt to one. And there is a connection that comes from gratitude. And when we actually try to repay, so to speak, or to even pay it forward, Uh, That's where we find our real goodness and our real greatness individually, as communities, and as a country. And that's what can transform all of us. And that's what we need to get back to. Uh, nothing, Nothing unravels things faster than ingratitude. As William George Jordan said, it is the shortcut to all the other vices. And so let's set all the other vices aside and let's just start with gratitude. Because when we do that, selfishness, unkindness, pride, prejudice of any kind goes away. And it is time for a a grateful amen uh, as we come down the home stretch of 2022. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that'll make a difference. KSL FM Midvale. 
KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.